0: we'd like to welcome you to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 10th, 2008. And in this particular part, we're going to, kind of a continuation of the last part, and the Lord really showed me this as I was studying this particular subject. We're going to be talking about this uh, gay group called Soul Force today. And in the last study, we were talking about this Mel White, this, this um, homosexual ghostwriter. And and as I was going through the material for today's teachings, I found in the next article that he's actually the guy that started the soul force, which is what we're going to talk about in a second here. So we're going to see where all the money that Mel White's getting by ghostwriting these books for for supposed Christian authors like Billy Graham and and, uh, uh, Jerry Falwell and these types of people, we're going to see where this money's going. And he used it to start this organization. Now, I'm going to read their vision and their mission statement over again for somebody that didn't hear it in the last lesson. Soul Force, their vision statement, the purpose of Soul Force is freedom for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people from religious and political oppression through the practice of relentless nonviolent resistance. Their mission statement is to cut off homophobia at its source, religious bigotry, that would really mean the Bible, if you're going to go by the King James Bible. force uses a di- dynamic, take it to the streets style of activism to connect the dots between anti-gay religious dogma, anti-gay. Well, that's the Bible, I'm sorry. And that's why I said, eventually, if they have their way, they'll try to ban the King James Bible in particular. So to connect the dots between the anti-gay religious dogma and the resulting attacks on the lives and civil liberties of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered Americans. And then they follow the examples of Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. See, they want to try, what these types of organizations want to try to do, is connect themselves to famous American or world... Icons, if you will. Like, if they can associate themselves with Gandhi, who was a man of peace, or Martin Luther King Jr., who was another supposed man of peace, and these types of things. And if they can connect themselves with these individuals, then they can kind of ride on their coattails. Now, this article was entitled Soul Force Aims to Dialogue with the Six Mega Churches. So now, Soul Force has been around for a while. And now they've gotten to the point where they're actually going to try to get into these mega-churches. A coalition of groups led by Soul Force is targeting six U.S. mega-churches in an effort to foster dialogue about Christian views on homosexuality. Caleb Price, with focus on the family, says the campaign by Homosexual Advocacy Group has a friendly facade that belies the agenda of the group. I'm really surprised Focus on the Family would speak out against this, but... You know, every once in a while they get it right too. not to say I disagree with everything they do, but there's a lot that they do that is unbiblical as well. So what they're saying is that the churches targeted need to be on guard. this spring, members of the pro-homosexual group. now this is this coming spring, members of the pro-homosexual group soul force, and again, soul force was started by this Mel White and this and his gay male lover, this Gary Nixon okay, Mel White being one of the chief ghostwriters in the supposed pseudo-Christian industry. Members of the pro-homosexual group Soulforce and its allies will visit six well-known churches throughout the nation. This is going to be dubbed as, quote, um, the American family outing. Oh, doesn't that sound great? The campaign targets the following churches. Number one, none other then Lakewood Church, pastored by Joel Osteen. Uh, we just did a whole teaching on Smiley Joe. Why would that surprise you? That's the number one church he started, their target. Oh, Joe's not going to say anything against any of this. Never. He calls Mitt Romney a Christian. He calls Hindus good Christians. They all love Jesus. They all serve the same God. He, he won't condemn anybody to hell, because that's between them and God, and, and, and he won't speak out on biblical issues, basically. He just kind of gets up there and tells stories, tickles everybody's ears, moves them to tears. Give me a break. But yeah, he's going to be the first one that has them. Why doesn't that surprise me? And then the second church is uh, the Potter's Church by T.D. Jakes, that screaming uh, guy that gets up there and just screams the whole time. Evidently, makes, it's for his much screaming. He thinks he's going to be heard by God, evidently. Like the, like the priests of Baal or something. And then you've got the Hope Christian Church by Harry Jackson. New Birth Missionary Church, Baptist Church by Eddie Long. Willow Creek Community Church, Bill Hybels, a big one. And the granddaddy, the Saddleback Church by Rick Warren. well but those between Joel Osteen Saddleback and Willow Creek those are the i think about the three biggest what they call giga churches they've got they they've gone beyond mega churches now they're giga did you know that yeah giga churches according to the soul force website the lesbian gay bisexual transgender people and their families will attempt to visit with members and pastors and leaders of the churches to talk about their religious views on homosexuality they could visit me all day long. I'll just read the Bible to them. See what the Bible says. Does not mean I think I'm so much better and I'm what... I, listen, if I got what I deserved, I'd go to hell. Okay? But these people are trying to basically shove their viewpoints down my throat, go against scriptural things that are very, very, very clear, and expect us to believe them. Because they're giving us their opinion. Their hearts have deceived them. Remember the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it Jeremiah 17:9 There is a way which seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death Proverbs 14:12 and 16:25 So this is all you're going to get from a homosexual one of these soul force homosexuals visiting churches is their stinking opinion that's it So what is their objective to begin the process of changing hearts and minds See it's not about us keeping with our belief system it's about them shoving their agenda down our throats they want to change our minds i don't my mind's not going to be changed why because the word of god is set okay and if i'm going by the word of god i don't care what they say to me <coughs> so in those churches this is this is what they say in their um, their document outlining the campaign to begin the process of changing the hearts and minds. Well, too bad for them. Again, the Bible said on this subject. And what else? What is their other agenda? To educate the national public through the media on the issues of faith, family, and sexuality. That's what I want. I want a whole bunch of sodomites coming in to my church and educating me on spiritual issues. I I mean, hey, who better to be educated by? Maybe, maybe the Reverend Mel White will come in with his priest collar and his gay lover and give a sermon. You know? I'm sure he'll preach Hellfire and Brimstone. Oh, yeah. He'll probably preach on Sodom and Gomorrah. Wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> He'd have to condemn his whole race going to hell. <sighs> the website explains that, that a delegation of, quote, families, including adults and children, will visit each of the six churches. So they're going to have these diverse families, how they refer to them as, come into these churches and say, hey, listen, see, we're family too. We're just as normal as you. I just rhymed, sorry. But anyway, they're going to bring in adults and children. Children. Now, what does the Bible say? Jesus said that if you offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better if a millstone were hung about your neck and you be cast into the midst of the sea. It would be better if that person had never been born. Essentially. And they're corrupting these little children and getting these little children to think that it's okay. Also, do you realize that statistically pedophiles are... There's a disproportionate number of pedophiles, meaning men or women that molest small children. There's a disproportionate number of pedophiles that are homosexuals as well. Why is that? Because they're demon-possessed. If you're a homosexual, you're essentially demon-possessed. I'm sorry. But that's pretty much the case. You've pretty pretty much hit rock bottom when you get into that lifestyle. When you get into that whole sodomy and the whole thing, well, this is one of the reasons why they have more of a propensity to child molestation. Why? Because they're more depraved to begin with. I feel sorry for these children because I guarantee you a lot of these children are being molested by these supposed same-sex families. The so statistics are there. Now, I'm going to be, in, in coming weeks, I'm going to do an article on, I believe it's called the Ten Myths of Homosexuality. American Family uh, Association has a really good, probably the most complete website on exposing all the lies that the homosexuals say. Like, yes, we're, we're different because our brains are different, our hypothalamus glands different. And all this research has been proven bogus. And the research itself was done by gay people. It'd be like the fox guard in the hen house. But anyway, we'll get into that in, in coming weeks. So if we go further, Caleb Price, a research analyst with focus on the family, warns that people should not be fooled by this campaign, the goal of which, he claims, is to disseminate a false doctrine. Oh, obviously. They'll probably bring their gay flags with them and all this other stuff. Now, I, I don't know, if a lot of people may not know what a gay flag is. A gay flag is that red, white, blue... No, not red, white. The... Uh, Looks like the colors of a rainbow. If you ever see that on someone's car, they've got all particular ways the gays, the gays have of communicating with each other. Sometimes they'll have little stickers on their cars. Um, the worst one is when they have the gay clergy on their on their with like one of those rainbow flags on their car. Gay clergy, like the smell white guy with his priest collar. They typically will gravitate toward the religion. A lot of them will gravitate toward the religion of Unitarianism. It's the most liberal of the of the pseudo Christian religions that there is. A lot of Unitarian. Um, it's almost standard procedure for a Unitarian supposed pastor to be gay. I mean, any upstanding Unitarian pastor re- really should be gay. You know, I mean, hey, why not fill the bill? If you're going to go all the way for the devil, go all the way for the devil. Being facetious, but you know, you get my point, probably. So. <clears throat> This is a uh, quote by this Caleb Price, a focus on the family. As with any temptation to disregard God's clear word on any given matter, this attempt by soul force and their allies is a classic example of what we see in Genesis chapter 3. When the serpent tempts Eve by asking, did God really say that? In other words, you're letting these devils come into your church and say, well, God really didn't mean... You know, this whole thing about Sodom and Gomorrah, that was blown way out of proportion. The whole fire and brimstone thing, that never really happened. All those things in the Bible, in in the Old Testament, where it talks about how when the gays and the Sodomites were in the land, how it defiled the land, and how God had to rain down judgment on them, and how it talks about in Romans 1, where it said, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, and men burned after men, and women after women, and they left their own natural use of their body. All that doesn't really mean anything. That's what they're going to say. Now, if they've already got a watered-down Bible, like an NIV or one of them, it's going to be that much easier. Because they've already been corrupted and perverted by reading a perverted word. Just something to think about. This price goes on to say, and I think perhaps the biggest lesson we can take from that account is that it is best not to talk to snakes. Good point! The serpent talked to Eve. It would have been best for her to never even have entered into dialogue with the serpent. But see, these six mega churches are going to let the snakes through the front door and all get together and have dialogue. Now again, this is all leading us to the one world church. Because here's the deal. In order for the Antichrist to have a one world religion, the vast majority of all the world's religions are going to have to be on the same page in order to do that. And this is all the, the precursor stuff that has to happen in order for us to be one big happy apostate family all on our way to hell. I'm not talking about Bible-believing Christians, but I'm talking about the majority of the world will fall for it. And then, when the Bible says, when the Antichrist comes, the chief way he's going to deceive people is through lying signs and wonders. He's going to do all these supposed miracles and everybody's going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Even though the Bible clearly predicted that's how he was going to deceive the whole world. And God's going to permit it to happen. It's just, you know, to me, all this stuff, it doesn't frustrate me. It doesn't upset me. The Bible clearly predicted this is the way it was going to be. Clearly. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And as it was in the days of Noah, homosexuality sodomy were rampant. The, the only, the evil thoughts were in men's mind continually, It said. Fallen angels had come down, procreated with women, created a mass, a race called the Giants of the Nephilim, society had been defiled. Totally defiled. So much so that God had to destroy the whole world. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to destroy the whole world this time. Obviously, he's not. Okay? But it is very similar to Noah's day, as Jesus predicted. So, if we go further, it says, Soulforce plans to recruit 40 diverse families for the campaign. Diverse families. Train them during a weekend session in February. And then, after visiting the two Texas-based churches, Smiley Joel Osteen's church and the Potter's House Church of T.D. Jakes, then he's going to divide them into four teams to travel to the other churches. Clergy leaders who have a demonstrated knowledge and skill in articulating an inclusive faith—that uh, those are the ones they're going to send. The ones that are the best with their the silver-tongued devils that can go in and, and you know have their way. They will serve, these, these diverse families will serve as the primary spokesman for each team. Price offers a warning specifically to the mega churches d- uh, destined for a visit during the American family outing. That's what they're calling this. These churches that have been targeted by Soul Force need to be clear about the real agenda behind these stage actions. It's not going to happen. He says it is. It's not for the dialogue and the greater understanding. It's to tempt them to embrace a false doctrine. Well, that's true. But they're already embracing false doctrine, if you think about it. This is just the next logical step for the churches to take. It's going to probably get so bad at some point they're going to just go back to the way it was, you know, it talks about they're going to have temple prostitutes, stuff like that. Oh, no, it'll never get that. Oh, it will. It will. It might take until the tribulation. But when all the religions come underneath the great whore, the Roman Catholic Church, and and the Antichrist arises to power, he's gonna he's gonna anything's gonna go in these churches. That's why the Bible says, "Wherefore come out from among her and be not partakers of her plagues." This is the whore, and that's that's given in Revelation. But it also says in before Revelation in Second Corinthians six fourteen where it talks about, wherefore, you know, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So this is not something we want to be a part of. But they're going to attempt them, they're going to attempt, the soul force is going to attempt these churches to embrace false doctrine, which will keep many from the gospel message, and the hope and transformation for those who are trapped in homosexuality. See, if the homosexuals can get everybody on their page, or most of the people and most of the churches on the homosexual's page, then homosexuals can freely infiltrate these churches without having to worry about hearing any gospel message that may condemn their lifestyle. So they can be free to go in and infiltrate and defile and pervert these churches. But if these churches are preaching the biblical message of the Bible about sin and about salvation and these types of things, these gays are not going to want to go in there because they might get convicted of their sin. And see, Satan wants to take as many people to hell as possible. That's his goal. So, if you can keep them deceived, and keep them hearing the truth, well, then you know, there's no way they're ever going to get saved. That's their goal. The Soul Force campaign begins on Mother's Day weekend. Oh, isn't that special? Again, a hallmark moment here. Soul Force campaign begins on Mother's Day weekend and runs through Father's Day. Great. Well, Hey, we have to have diversity of family. It's a different kind of mother and father. Do you know that's, that's what ABC Family, on, their, on their, uh, how they advertise all of their perverted shows on ABC Family, and they are some of the worst. You know what their motto is for ABC Family? A different kind of family. And let me tell you something, they promote a different kind of family on ABC Family. I mean, we're talking anything goes pretty much. So, if we go further, uh, it's going to run from Mother's Day to Father's Day, collaborating with the Homosexual Advocacy Group are the Universal Fellowship of Metropolitan Community Churches, the National Black Justice Coalition, and the San Francisco-based group Collage, which is the Children of Lesbians and Gays Everywhere. That's what it stands for. The Children of Lesbians and Gays. You know what? they They didn't get any children by natural means, if you think about it. Homosexuals can't reproduce. How could they reproduce? How could a woman being with a woman reproduce? I just got an article this week where they're they're do they're doing all these things. These scientists are doing all these things to play God in laboratories, and they're actually are very close to a point where they're actually going to be able to create. They say they're going to be able to create female sperm and male eggs. Talk about Frankenstein stuff. In the laboratory. And the goal of this is for gays and uh, gay men and lesbians to be able to have their own children. Well, how are these things going to come out? And who? Wh- what, is a gay man going to get pregnant? How's that going to happen? See, by the very virtue of the gay movement, they can't reproduce, so how do they have to do it? they got to recruit What what are one of the ways they recruit? Well, they go and they find some young boy, gay males do, and they sodomize him. They get him demon-possessed just like they are. Now they've got a convert. That's how you get baptized into their religion, if the truth be known. That's how you get baptized in their religion. I know that's sick, but that's how they do it. You get them demon-possessed. Hey, they're a member for life. Most of the time, lesbians are the same way. Now, it is true that is it is a statistical fact that most gay men and women are, are were molested by a same sex partner at an early age or sometimes an opposite sex. but still, do you know how bad that would mess up a kid you You sexually defile them at ver- at a very early age that's going to mess them up really bad, and that is very, very sad, okay. These are people you do need to pray for, because still, I still I do believe that the Lord, you know, the Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No, there's not. And that is very sad, particularly when it happens to a child, and then he grows up in that, and that's all he ever knows. That's a very sad thing, but they're being demon-possessed at a very early age. And unfortunately, you know, that's what's happening here. That's how they recruit to their religion. Because it is a religion. It's a belief system. It's the only way they can do it. We're going to talk about the abortion industry and the fact that one of the biggest problems they're having now, which is kind of similar, is the fact that because these people that are so pro-abortion believe in this, they're having a harder and harder time getting people to work at these clinics, serve at the doctors. Why? Because they aborted all their kids. They're running out of people. They're a product of the very thing they're promoting. Gays are the same way if you think about it. They can't reproduce on their own. They gotta recruit. Now, this is a actual statement, a press release by Soul Force. So you can't accuse me of being biased. This is right from, you know, just like I read their mission statement off their website. Soul Force to mark its tenth anniversary. Now remember, Mel White, the gay ghostwriter that started Soul Force—that's been ten years ago since he started it. Him and his gay male lover, Gary, or whatever. Um, Soul Force to mark its tenth anniversary in two thousand and eight with direct action at the United Methodist General Conference. See, United Methodists don't have a problem with promoting them. Now that's how bad the Methodists have—that's how far they've fallen. And then the the subtitle is, The Planning Team Affirms the Global Vision of Justice. They talk a lot about justice. They want justice for the transgendered. Transgendered? We're talking about people that go and have sex changes. Um, You could be like Rudolph Giuliani. Did you know he was a cross-dresser? I I mean, there's several pictures of him. I saw this one the other day—a skit between him and Donald Trump, where he dressed up as a as a male, a uh, female, and Donald Donald Trump comes along and gropes him, his breasts. Okay, seriously, this is up there. Rudolph Giuliani, yeah. But a lot of this transgendered stuff really, really gets into the depths of depravity. Okay, these are these are men and women having sex changes and, and just doing all manner of of just unbelievably horrific things. But what it should be called is their global vision of perverted justice. That's what, it, if, if really the, uh, if it was accurate. Now, this, so, this press release was on January 2nd of this year, a little over a month ago. If you want to contact this lady, this is the lady that put out this press release. Her name is Paige Schilt. She's the director of public relations and media at Soulforce. Her cell phone number, hey, she put it up on the internet. Her cell phone number is 512. Six five nine one seven seven one. Her email address is page p a i g e at soulforce one word s o u l f o r c e dot o r g. If you want to email her or call her, there's her contact information. Evidently, she wants to hear from you. If she put her cell phone and her email address up here, so this is her announcement today. The Force United Methodist planning team released a statement announcing a planned direct action at the 2008 United Methodist General Conference in Fort Worth, Texas on April 26th through 27th. So this is going to be their going to be upcoming here on April. In 2008, the world will commemorate several watershed events in the history of human rights including the 60th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the 40th anniversary of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. See, they're trying to ride on all these coattails, as though they're equal with human rights issues. Okay? I'm going to explain that in a second. And then the 40th anniversary of the Poor People's Campaign that King initiated before his death. Observing these anniversaries provides an opportunity to reflect on how far we have come. We've come a long way, baby. Remember that expression? No, we haven't. We've come, a long way, we, we've come a long way down the pit toward hell. Society continues to degrade and defile itself. In that regard, yeah, I guess. So it says, uh, but, but we have a long way to go as well. In achieving equal dignity... And rights for all human beings. Yeah, dignity. Dignity is a word I really think about when I think about all the the rabid homosexual movement and how they're so flagrant with what they do. And how basically most of these, particularly the men, have the morals of alley cats. It's well known that, that, you know, they've got multiple, multiple partners for the most part throughout their lives. Many of them die of AIDS. Uh, They spread all kind of communicable diseases toward one another. They're absolutely obsessed with this. Okay, and the statistics are there to prove this. That lifestyle is just unbelievable. I personally don't understand how a guy can look at another guy and say, "Oh yeah, I got to be with them." I don't. That doesn't compute to me. It never has. But evidently, they don't have a problem with it. And then, if we go further, this announcement says the confluence of these anniversaries can also serve as a reminder of the connections between the struggles. And spur us to reaffirm a broad commitment to justice for all, regardless of the economic status, race, nationality, gender, religion, identity, or sexual orientation. See, they want to group this choice they've made, which is homosexual lifestyle, they want to group that choice as they want to equate that on the same playing field as if you were black or Asian or American. They want to equate it on the same level. Because then it's all a level playing field. And then they can enact their hate crime laws. Okay? But the thing is, is ultimately their lifestyle is a choice. If you're born black, you're black. If you're Asian, you're Asian. There's nothing you can do... Well, they'll say, there's nothing I can do about it. I was born this way. That's a lie. That is a total lie. There's people that have come out of homosexuality. There's whole support groups. I believe one's called Exodus of men and women that have come out of the homosexual lifestyle and now are actually born-again Christians. I don't think there's many, but there are some. They want everybody to believe they were born that way, so that gives them a right to shove their morality on us. And they're not. It's a lie. And it's statistically proven to be a lie. I'm going to get into that in, in the coming weeks. Ten years ago, now this is... The Soul Force announcement. Ten years ago in 1998, Mel White and Gary Nixon, who we've just been talking about, gay male lovers, the whole nine yards, began laying the groundwork for a new social movement under the auspices of Soul Force, a name adapted from the teachings of Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. Oh, good, I'm glad they went to those two stalwarts of the faith to get their name. White Nixon began to organize lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered Americans to study the principles of nonviolent direct action. Well, you know what's going to happen, though? Eventually, to get to the point where it's not going to be nonviolent anymore. <laughs> it's going to be just like Sodom and Gomorrah. If you let him get, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. You let him go far enough, it's going to become very, very violent, guaranteed. Yeah, look at the Nazis, who had a gigantic preponderance at the upper levels for this. In fact, there's a whole book written about the Nazis, how they have this gigantic propensity toward homosexuality. It's called the Pink Schwastika. Get the book. Read it. It's a whole thing where it documents the whole thing. Well, how could you say that? I mean, you know, I know Hitler was a bad guy, but what about, you know, listen, I'm telling you, if you're as depraved as the Nazis were, where they were killing and slaughtering massive amounts of millions of people and justifying it, well... Don't you think that's pretty much the depths of Satan? And if you're at the depths of Satan, don't think you're not going to find homosexuality there. Again, like I said this before, there's two things that always precipitate God's severest judgment. Homosexuality that overtakes a nation and child sacrifice. We've got them both in spades here in this country. You have the abortion murder clinics that are murdering children, which is no different than child sacrifice in God's eyes. And you have the homosexuality movement, which is gaining more momentum by the day. Judgment is nigh. It has to be, so I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. In fact, all I can say is God's long-suffering, merciful. So, this this course this course of study, this is this announcement here, led to the first Soul Force direct action. A now this was Soul Force's first direct action, a historic 1999 dialogue between 200 members of Soul Force and the congregation of Jerry Falwell's Thomas Road Baptist Church. In Lin- Lynchford, oh, not the leader of the moral majority. Jerry Falwell, the good Baptist guy. Oh, no, not him. Liberty University? Yeah, Jerry Falwell had 200 homosexuals meet with him. And have dialogue. Do you realize that every time a supposed pseudo-Christian organization gets together with a group like this, it it adds prestige and credence to what they're doing? By even If you dialogue with the snake, it adds credence to what he's doing. Well, maybe they've got a point. If Jerry Falwell's dialoguing with them, don't you think that's the very reason they're doing this? Jerry Falwell knew what was going on. He's in New World Order. He's in hell burning right now. I believe that. He wasn't saved. Give me a break. By their fruits you shall know them. But Jesus says, Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, had we not done all these great things, didn't we cast out devils, didn't we, you know, do this, do many mighty miracles in your name. And he will say to them, Depart from me, ye that worketh iniquity, I never knew you. If the Holy Spirit lived inside Jerry Falwell, why was he never convicted of any of this sin in his whole life? Why did he continually stay in this? He wasn't saved. He was a devil. He was a wolf. In, he was a wolf in sheep's clothing. He was a hireling that had no true love for the sheep. Here he is dialoguing with two hundred gay members of Soulforce back in ninety nine. And why not? Can we connect a l- couple dots here? If you remember from the last teaching we just did, he wrote Mel White, the guy that started Soulforce, the, ma- the gay male activist who started it, who is one of the chief ghostwriters in all the Christian ghost wrote, wrote for for uh, Falwell and Pat Robertson and Billy Graham. He he ghostwrote Jerry Falwell's autobiography. Well of course he's gonna have an open door the dialogue with Jerry Falwell. I mean that's his that's his main ghostwriter. Really makes sense now when you see it in light of that. Then, this announcement continues, and it says, When the first soul force delegates begin preparing for the journey to Lynchburg, they believed that true justice could only be achieved by addressing the misinformation, the misinformation, about the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered people that circulated under the guise of Christian doctrine. Where does that Christian doctrine start? In the King James Bible. It's hate speech, according to them. Bible is is according to them, it's hate speech. It's got to be done away with. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. Period. God's promise to preserve His words from this generation forever. So it's not gonna happen, even though they 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 wanted to. I'm not saying they're not gonna try to take away Bibles and these types of things. But uh, they're not gonna be successful in their agenda. So this is their, their thing. They're, they're trying to address the misinformation that evidently has been maliciously circulated by these terrible Christians. <clears throat> In continuing this, it says, as Force prepares to celebrate its 10th anniversary, now, I, I, I say a lot of this stuff so also that we can pray about it as Christians. I don't just say this stuff just to present a problem and then go our merry way and do nothing about it. You should be praying about these types of things as, as the Lord convicts you and as the Lord leads you. But if you don't know to pray about it, how would you ever pray about it? So it's just something else to think about. As Soulforce prepares to celebrate its 10th anniversary, the landscape of religion-based bigotry is shifting. Oh, good. No, it should say the landscape of Bible-based bigotry is shifting. And they're right. If they want to call me a bigot, let them call me a bigot all day long. Bigoted Bible believer, whatever. I don't care what... I mean, I guess I care what label they put on me if it's, if it's not true, but hey, they're going to they're gonna call you names and all kinds of things. The Bible says, Jesus said, Blessed are ye when all men revile you and hate you and speak all manner of evil about you. For great is your reward in heaven. Then it says, The recent research by the Barna Group, a real prestigious, you know, group there, Barna Group suggests that young Christians are increasingly uncomfortable with the church-sanctioned hostility toward the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered people. all these... Number one, where are they getting that statistic? It may be right. As apostate as the church is, it may be actually right, what they're saying. But they're saying that these young Christians are just increasingly uncomfortable with all this this hate talk and all this church-sanctioned hostility toward lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered people. Now, if this were true, it's because they, the pseudo-Christians, are not reading and obeying the word of God. Now, I'm not saying we're supposed to go out and lynch these people. We're not supposed to do that. Okay? But we are supposed to be, we are called to be salt and light. Okay? Light exposes darkness. Salt is an irritant. It preserves the environment around it. We are caused to mark them, which cause division and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned to avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. We are called to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. The word reprove means to, you know, shed light on, to rebuke, these types of things. This is darkness, especially when it starts to enter into the pseudo-Christian church. If we go back to this, it says that, however, religion-based bias still exerts enormous cultural and institutional power in the United States and around the globe. Although much progress has been made, backlash is against the recognition of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people as clergy. Oh, see, they need to be clergy. Oh, no, that wouldn't disqualify them from the pulpit. The Bible says that if you're to be a pastor, a bishop, or a spiritual overseer, you have to be the husband of one wife. Well, how about the husband of one husband? That would kind of disqualify gay clergy. That would disqualify old Mel white. What does he do with that verse? Well, his Bible's probably some watered-down gay version. Who knows what he's going by? The homosexual version? They've got one called the inclusive version, which may line up with that. I don't know. So... This talks about um, the recognition of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people as clergy, church members, and are dividing some major Christian denominations. Let me just read that again. Although much progress has been made, according to these, this gay group, backlashes against the recognition of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people as clergy and church members are dividing some major Christian denominations. That's the exact goal. We're the enemy to the gays. We the Bible believing Christians preach the only doctrine that's really totally against gay people. I mean, I'm talking, I'm not talking about cults here. I'm talking about from a biblical based standpoint the message of the Bible preaches against their lifestyle. We are their enemies. Okay. What is their main goal? What is the main goal of an enemy? To divide and conquer. Steal, kill, and destroy? Well, they're admitting here that these issues are starting to divide some major Christian denominations. That's their goal. Divide. Divide. Create division among the brethren, which God abhors. And then it goes on to say, for almost 40 years, the United Methodist Church has struggled with fundamental issues of fairness and inclusion, including same-sex unions Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered clergy. I remember before I talked about that guy that he had got a sex change. I think it was a guy that got a sex change to a woman and a woman that got a sex change to a man. And they were both clergy, I believe, within the Methodist church. How would you like to sit under that, whatever that is anymore? It's more of an it. How would you like to sit under that as a pastor? Or or as as a congregation member? Man, you've got to be... I don't know. You've got to be beyond lukewarm to put yourself under that kind of headship. And if the head is sick, the whole body's going to be sick. So don't expect to sit under one of these perverted people and, affect, and expect not to be affected spiritually because it will spiritually defile you. And after a while, you probably won't think there's anything wrong with it either because you've put yourself under the same spirits that they're under. So, if we go further, in 2006, the, ju- the Judicial Council of the United Methodist Church, led by Surgeon General nominee James Howins, Howins, Jur, sorry, tongue twister for me, he issued Declaration 1032, which granted the sole authority to local pastors to deny church membership to gay men and lesbians, and made a mockery of the official... Slogan of the United Methodist Church, which was open hearts, open minds, open doors. Oh, yeah, isn't that special? Open hearts, open minds, open doors. See, we're just being closed minded as Christians. We're being closed minded. No, we're just being Bible believers. (laughs) You know, we have standards. That we try to uphold. I'm not saying that I don't fail every day. Okay? I'm not saying I'm Mr. Perfect. I've done everything right. I'm not saying that. But you have standards as Christians. The Bible, which is the Word of God, the King James Bible, is our standard to go by. And they just want to throw that out the door. And say, no, 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 you need to go by our standards. We want to shove this down your throat. And you need to accept it. I don't need to accept anything. If it's not if it's not in, in accordance with the Word of God, now, as a thousand delegates prepare to meet in two thousand and eight at the United Methodist General Conference in Fort Worth, this is something you should be praying against. I gave you the dates of it was april twenty sixth and twenty seventh two thousand and eight United Methodist General Conference in Fort Worth. Some conservative groups within the church are attempting to portray justice justice. What a word to choose. To, per- to portray justice for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered people as a distraction from the important issues such as fighting global epidemics or ministering to the children and the poor. So they're saying their agenda of us accepting these sodomites, these homosexual people, that that's equally on par with fighting global epidemics and ministering to the children and the poor which the Bible says is true religion, about ministering to the widows and the poor and these types of things, they're they're wanting to be on the same level. Others are portraying fairness and inclusion for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people as inevitably at odds with fairness and inclusion for the African churches. Now, let's read that again, because when I first read it, I thought, what does that mean? I had to read it again. Others are portraying fairness and inclusion for these gay people as inevitably at odds with fairness and inclusion for African churches. In other words, what this means, they're de- this is their deceptive agenda. They equate, and I said this before, but they're trying to equate the acceptance of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people as no different than the acceptance of a race of people like the Africans. But see, one is a perverted choice which is the lesbian, gay, tra- transgender stuff and the other is a matter of predetermined genetics as the African people that's the predetermined genetics, okay? It's a different deal altogether but they would have them be on the same playing field through their twisted logic. At Soul Force, we affirm a notion of justice in which all are connected I, I'm not connected to you in, in the words of Dr. King, we believe that we are all tied together in a single garment of destiny, caught in an inescapable network of mutuality. End of quote. That ah, was close to Martin Luther. Anyway, in, in, other, in order to affirm that vision of global justice, global justice. Oh, you better believe this is going to tie in. You know, there's a very strong verse in the Bible that says that the Antichrist when he comes in the book of Daniel that he'll have he will not regard women most likely he is going to be a homosexual the Antichrist who better who better to be Antichrist that somebody's he's going to set that as a global example that this is okay he is not going to regard women it says he's going to be he's going to be a gay, gay guy so he's going to portray himself That's going to be a global example. Isn't everybody going to follow him? What's the one word religion of the Antichrist going to be? Witchcraft. Says he's going to cause craft to prosper in the land. He will be the speaker of dark sentences. He is going to combine, and and, and, at high level witchcraft, you always see homosexuality. Every single time. Every time, I'm telling you. This is how they invoke spirits. This is how they um, work magic. This is many times part I mean if, if you look at Aleister Crowley's work the great beast one of the main things that he did to attain higher levels in the occult he bragged about how many little boys he had sodomized and sacrificed why was he doing that just for the fun of it well maybe maybe he did enjoy it but it was part of his religion it was part of his religion It was part of him attaining higher levels in his religion. The more little children that he sodomized and defiled and sacrificed, the higher he attained in the occult uh, circles that he was trying to go into. That's what they believe at the higher levels. And a lot of it had to do with homosexuality. And defiling yourself. And defiling little children. Because that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to defile innocence and youth. Because he, if he can defile them at an early age, they'll probably be defiled when they grow up. Yeah. Yeah, go Doug just brought up a good point I wasn't even aware of. That when Plato, in his writings, in Greek culture, this was one of the main bases for their relationships in Greek culture. That the, that the husband and the wife was absolutely downplayed. And they would actually... Uh, in Plato's writings, look back and, and, and talk about the fact that the man with the younger boys, and that these relationships were actually preeminent. And this is what many, many occultists look back to to get their doctrine. And again, if... if Satan is always going to try to take you to, to the depths of depravity, if you will let him. So it should be no marvel that this is happening. This gay agenda... It's going to be intricately related with the one world religion of the Antichrist, who's most likely himself going to be a homosexual. We're being set up for this. Okay? Um, In order to, this is back to the article, in order to affirm the vision of global justice, soul force will join with progressive Methodist voices in a direct action at the United Methodist General Conference on Fort Worth on April 26th and 27th, 2008. I'd be praying against that thing. In the same spirit, oh, it's a spirit, all right. Soul Force will celebrate 10 years of nonviolent direct action. And when they get to a point where they can get away with it and the nonviolent stuff ain't working as well as they want it to, they'll get violent, guaranteed. And then it says, We will invite past and future Soul Force activists to come together in Fort Worth on April 25th, 2008, to remember our accomplishments, to celebrate. The love at the heart of our movement. The love at the heart of your movement. You sick, twisted perverts. How, how sick and disgusting can you get? Then it says, and to recommit to the struggle for dignity. Dignity? Like the homosexual lifestyle gives dignity? When you're sodomizing one another? Give me a break! It's the absolute antithesis of dignity. I mean, I can't think of anything more undignified than a man laying with a man. I'm sorry, I can't. Or a woman with woman. And I, I know God feels the same way because it's in His Word. Dignity? Justice? Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That's what the Bible says. Woe unto them that doeth the, no, cursed be the man that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Well, when you have a Methodist church that's saying, we're doing the work of the Lord, having dialogue with these homosexuals, saying it's okay, that is doing the work of the Lord deceitfully. And the Bible says, cursed be the man that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. They're all cursed as far as I'm concerned. So they're doing this to celebrate the love at the heart of our movement and to recommit to the struggle for dignity and justice for all members of the human family. No, it's not for all members. It's for their sick, twisted, perverted members. They can talk about all humanity, all they want. I'm not yoked up with them. Nor will I ever be. And if I have to die in order to not be yoked up with them, let the Lord's will be done. I'm going to go ahead and stop for part three now, and uh, we'll go to part four.